I felt like giving that confidence to women, giving them a network, giving them something to fall back on so that they can have that kind of confidence to, to step out and do it, seemed to be something that they really needed. Hi. Hello. 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 Hello, and welcome to Architecting. Hi, and welcome to Architecting. I'm the host of the show, Adam Wagner, and I have Rebecca Wagner here with me. Hey, Rebecca, who is on the show today? My friend, Christy Headley. Tell us more about her. Christy is a really awesome interior designer. I had the honor of working with her on a number of projects at Gensler. Oh, honor. Yeah, honor. And um, we really miss her at Gensler, but I know she's doing awesome on her own right now. So I'm really excited to hear what this is about. Tell us what she talked about on the show. Yeah, that I don't know. <laughs> yeah, this was a good conversation uh, with Christy, um, somebody that I'd known a little bit, but got to know more of her story, kind of bounced around and found her way into into the design profession and worked at Oz and Ginsler before uh, starting her own firm, B Studio. And I, th I think this is a really interesting story of, uh, of a pan pandemic story of starting a firm um, and how that became the kind of instigator for her to start this. And then in that process started Be Women as well, uh, a sort of platform for women in the profession to share advice and stories. And um, yeah, I'm looking forward to see how, how that grows and continues to build community. Yes. Enjoy. Many of our listeners are familiar with Herman Miller, a 100-plus-year-old company known for its rich legacy in modern designs, ergonomics, and thought leadership. For Colorado, Workplace Resource is the certified platinum dealership representing Herman Miller, and we are proud to support the Colorado design community. Whether you are in the market for a functional and stylish home office setup or exploring a broader solution to outfit your entire workplace, we are the partner you can trust. The local teams with Herman Miller and Workplace Resource can connect you with research and insights, create a high-performing work environment, especially in this current shift with the way we work. We encourage you to explore our future of Work Hub for more information, and the link is in the bio. Conceptual thought starters. Not sure what type of solution works best? Browse our planning ideas to start the conversation. You can download Revit files and full tools to really help dial in your solution for your floor plan. And lastly, full project design, specification, and installation for small businesses to full campuses. Workplace Resource is really the place to begin. Be sure to connect with our team. We look forward to supporting our design partners in the Colorado community. And in the meantime, please enjoy architecting. Hey, we're happy to be sponsored by Modern in Denver Magazine. For over a decade, they've been crafting fantastically curated content on Colorado designers and projects, spreading the gospel of good design within our region. And I love how the goal of Modern in Denver aligns with the goal of this podcast, to better build up and connect the community of Colorado designers. So go buy a copy of the magazine at your local bookstand, subscribe to their weekly email list, and follow them on Instagram. Check it out. What did your Friday look like? Um, I um, had a couple of project site visits. I'm working on a couple of um, 
um, amenity repositioning projects downtown. So I met with some contractors and kind of talked through some scenarios um, on those, um, some rendering concepts for another perspective client. So it's been it's been good. I have some really great projects right now. So nice. Busy, but but good. Yeah, I like I like your your setting here. It's very nice and bright and white. Good light. I like you have some art on one wall, and then you have the the plastic basketball hoop that we all have <laughs> with five year old boys on the other wall. Yep. <laughs> yeah. So I have. Um, I don't. I'm still working out of my home. Yeah. Um, since I started my business with um, during COVID, um, I, it just hasn't really made sense to be working from from anywhere to be you know paying um, rent on something so yeah this is just my like little makeshift studio slash playroom <laughs> I agree I mean you know I started a firm at, not as long as you of course uh and I I love working out of my home and most of the time Becca's here working with me so that's that's nice I'm not alone but I hate commuting and yeah you know yeah it works yeah so you're still at, are you still at Open Studio? Nope. Uh, I quit, oh, I quit there. Yeah. So I quit there two, almost three months ago now. Oh, wow. And are a hundred percent, um, I'm trying to remember the name of your. Uh, yeah. Ves, vessel office. Yep. Oh, oh, is it different? Yeah. It's actually different had, now. You yeah. and Rebecca. Mm -hmm. that... Yeah. So Rebecca and I yeah, had a firm yeah. called Raw, Rebecca Raw, Adam Wagner. Okay. Uh, but she's, she's, she's staying at Gensler and I'm partnering with a, another friend. Uh, so we oh, created nice. a new a new company. Oh, awesome! I'd love to hear more. I'm always looking for people to collaborate with. Yeah, definitely. I know. I I was just cruising through your your blog and picking up some uh, tips on starting a company. And uh, oh, geez, <laughs> yeah, just dive right in. Yeah. It's you know uh, you'll figure it out. Yeah. Um. Cool. Um. So so let's let's start here. Uh. So. Who who are you, Christy Headley? How would you answer <laughs> That's that? That's a really good question. Um, I would say I'd answer it very differently after COVID mm. than I would have pre-COVID and starting my own business. Um, honestly, I feel like I was sort of in survival mode, um, if you will, prior to COVID. Um, and really... Um, you know, taking the time that I was allowed to take mm. and, you know, just because things at Gensler slowed down um, and I was furloughed, I really was able to just take time and figure out, like, what are my passions? Nice. Who who am I? Um, what do I want my focus to be? And those things that, you know, um, make up who you are, but but just really recognize them, re recognizing them and optimizing them. Um, so I'm a very, like a very feeling person. Mm. Um, I'm a, um, very affected by the spaces mm. that I'm in and the, like, how, you know, people around me and, and their moods. Um, I, I'm a collaborator. I love, um, and I think especially, um, in what we do, you know, I think it's the best way to have the greatest and most thoughtful um, and successful design. Um, I, I like to think I'm, I'm curious too. Um, I love just understanding kind of the, the psychology behind people. Um, 
reading, reading books and listening to podcasts and just kind of that aspect mm. is very interesting to me too. Um, and I, I feel like I'm a pretty generous person. Um, something that I really do want to feature more in the studio, mm. um, than I've been able to kind of in past jobs. Nice. You're, you're very, uh, on brand. I like that. I, I was, I went through it and wrote <laughs> on your about section on the website, which I, which I love. Uh, you know, it says collaborative, curious, bold, conscientious, generous, and free. I think you hit, yeah, at least four of those and, and what it is. Uh, yeah. I'm, I'm working on the bold. The bold. <laughs> Sometimes I'm bolder than others. But... And then if you get all of those, you can be free. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So exactly. where, where did all that come from? Do you think? Where, where did you grow up? So I have a bit of a unique, I feel like from a lot of my um, architecture and design colleagues, I um, was a first generation college um, in my family to attend college, mm. um, to graduate from college. Um, I was born in a small town in Kansas. Mm. Um, and my... What, what town? It's called Kingman. Kingman, yeah. Do you know? I'm from McPherson, Kansas, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I always forget that we have so many Kansas people yeah, here. Exactly. Um, yeah, so when I was young, um, you know, my parents were super hard workers, um, really wanted to kind of give us opportunities that they didn't have and just move to Colorado. Hmm. I look back and I have no idea how they did that. Um, my dad started a successful business here. You know, my mom had a great job as an administrative assistant and we, um, you know, they put us through, um, a private school mm. and, um, I think it's kind of interesting because I don't, I didn't know, I mean, even well into college, I didn't know about interior design. Mm. Um, I think I knew architecture sort of, but the glamorized, you know, version of architecture yeah. <laughs> and, you know, more of sort of a decorating type, um, role, but I never, uh, you know, I didn't for quite a while, I guess I'm a late bloomer, um, but didn't, wasn't aware of it. Um, and was, um, working in a design build firm while I was, um, going to school and, hmm came across, you know, started talking with some architects that worked there that were teaching at the University of Nebraska in Lincoln. Mm -hmm. I was there with a friend and learned about what it was and just was so excited and, you know, like I had, um, you know, been in and out, I'd been in and out of college. I had studied business. I had studied, um, a lot. Like I was, um, thinking something semi-medical, <laughs> like I had kind of just played around with a bunch of stuff. And, um, this just, I mean, the minute I heard about it, it just, it fit. Um, so I started, basically started over. <laughs> where were you, um, where were you going to school before? Classes. So I went to, um, I went to a few, I went to Front Range <laughs> Community College here cause I didn't know what I wanted to do at first. Um, and then I went to the University of Northern Colorado, oh. their business program, um, and then um, was just not feeling it. So went to, moved with my cousin to Lincoln, Nebraska, <laughs> of all places, just kind of needed a new adventure. Hmm. Um, and sort of where I discovered 
um, you know, my passion. So I was a 28 year old hmm. gra- graduate that should have hmm. had a doctorate. Yeah. <laughs> but you had more life experiences. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. I know a little bit about a lot, very little. That's funny. So, so, so you kind of just landed at that, at that program in Lincoln. Uh, what, what's that program like? I know, I know, you know, I'm good friends with Abby Reese and she went there as well. I think kind of around the same time as you at open studio. Um, and obviously a fantastic designer. Um, what, what was the kind of course of the program and, and what did you get out of it? What I loved about the program at UNL was the first two years, you're all, um, all being landscape architects, um, architects and interior designers, mm-hmm. you're all in the same studio classes. So um, you're all collaborating and learning together. And, um, you know, you're taking system preliminary systems classes. And it's just, it's, it's more sort of interior architecture based. Um, I think we had, you know, a really great dean. Um, I you know, I think everyone comes out um, not really having, I, I, it's more theory-based and, you know, um, concept-based. Um, but I also felt like there was a bit of kind of um, not really a practical aspect to it, but, um, you know, there there was more of an understanding on um, detailing and some of kind of the more technical um, aspects of it as well. Um, I mean, I, it was a great program. I definitely would recommend it to, um, you know, anyone It's good. Hmm. So then you, you came out of that and what, what was next? Um, so I moved back out here. My, um, I had met my husband while I was there and we, um, he had transferred with a, another company knowing that we wanted to be back out here, um, in Colorado with my family. So we, um, we moved out here and I had to kind of educate this local community on what that UNL program hmm. looked like. Um, I think a lot of people kind of surprisingly, cause I, I think there are quite a few people out here now um, with that program, but at the time just weren't aware of the program. So um you know, I, it was, I feel like it was a little bit hard to get into, um, into the design, um, community, but, um, I had someone take a chance on me and, <laughs> um, started at a small firm called McDermott. Hmm. I don't know if, um, you're aware of them. They were, um, larger, more TI, um, based. There were probably, you know, 17 designers at the time, um, downtown and, it was a great, um, just kind of throw you in, you do a little bit of everything. Um, and I, and so it was, it was perfect, um, kind of starting point and then transition to Oz. Hmm. So spent six and a half ish years, um, at Oz doing, um, it was perfect. Cause I got to do everything. Hmm. Like I got to, you know, I mean, they have different studios that, really do all different types types of design. Um, and I got to work with, um, all of them. So, 
um, library design, higher ed, multifamily, workplace, um, and really kind of right out of school, kind of dip your toe in all of those and see what you enjoy doing. Yeah. And then, and then from there you moved to Gensler, is that right? Yeah. So I, um, found that I really was interested in workplace. Um, Mm. and you know, where do you go? Where do you go when you're interested in workplace? (laughs) Um, Gensler. The workplace giant. Yeah. 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 Um, and just, you know, all of the research that Mm. they do and all of the, um, you know, design is, you know, about people and about how the spaces are used and, um, you know, their research based design, I think was very, um, interesting to me and, um, was an incredible opportunity and experience. And I learned, you know, so much there. Hmm. So that's interesting. So you were at Oz, you got all the experience and then you wanted to focus, uh, what what was it about office office place environments that really grabbed you? You know, I I think for me being able to really affect someone's, you know, because I am so affected by kind of the spaces that I'm in, mm. like it I think, you know, I would go into these offices and they were just like all these, you know, offices along the window and they were dark and they were just mm. like dingy and I was like people spend you know, 40 plus hours a week here. Um, and it just, I was like, how do, how do we, like, how can I get people into better places? I mean, it's, you know, it's, it's, um, I think light and nature and all of that is just so important, right. To our health and, and being. And so, um, I think it just really became about, you know, um, making spaces, you know, if if you're going to work every day, um, giving you kind of the best experience that, you know, you can have there. Yeah. And so at Ginsler, what was, what was one of the projects that really like succeeded most that, that you worked on in, in affecting that environment, you think? That's a really good question. One that was really, I think probably the most transformative was, um, Western Union. Mm. Um, you know, it, the space that they were in wasn't, it wasn't horrible. Um, there were some, you know, there's definitely much worse, but I think, um, you know, it felt very mazy and it was dark and there weren't views out and, um, it's, you know, it was very kind of, um, broken up and, um, siloed and, you know, just things that, you know, didn't really represent who they were or create, you know, a good atmosphere for their, staff, um, and, you know, moving them into the, um, building at one Bellevue station, which has full height windows and, you know, um, situating offices on the core and work, you know, I mean, every single spot in that space, you can see out Mm. and, you know, the views out are incredible. Yeah. Amazing. Yeah. We put their break rooms on the perimeter. Mm. So, you know, like the view of the mountains so that everyone could have that view. And we, you know, really tried to create experiences and choice um, in people's work day. And um, it was really exciting when everyone got in and just to kind of hear 
um, you know, the, the good feedback and um, I think sort of the, the reward of it. Hmm. Yeah. How, how does, how does it work as a, as a team there in Gensler um, and sort of with those projects, like what's the sort of workflow within, you know, obviously it's a huge corporate firm, but then the firm in Denver is pretty small, right? Especially in the interiors and the architecture. And um, so is there sort of like studios or teams that, or, or how's, how's it kind of work divided and, and gone about? Yeah. So Gensler being a like a huge international <laughs> firm, um, definitely their focus was to create a small studio feel. And so um, offices are broken into studios. Um, so the local office here has, um, it's called the Flex 1 and, and Flex 2. So the Flex 2 is more sort of architectural based. Um, and Flex 1 is um, more interiors based. And so, you know, they like to keep that number, I don't know if I just said this, around 30, 35 people. Um, they found that that's kind of a good, mm. you know, working number. Um, for this specific project, um, it was a, it was a massive project and we had a really aggressive schedule. And so, um, you know, we had a couple of design directors that were really guiding high level. And then we, um, had teams that were, you know, focusing on the pantries in each, uh, you know, or focusing on the workplaces or focusing on the conference mm -hmm. rooms. And so, um, we kind of, we had, you know, some oversight from that design director kind of level and that kind of consistency, um, but then had teams that um, were working on the, the various um, areas. Hmm. It, it actually worked really, was pretty successful. Um, it, was, it, it worked out really well. Yeah. So then, so you went from Gensler, the biggest architecture firm, <laughs> to a one person firm. I, you know, I think yep. it's, you know, obviously it's such a crazy time of, of COVID and, uh, my, my business partner now, he went through the same thing where he was, he was furloughed and I'm actually really jealous of him because he, he was paid essentially, uh, yeah. to start it, to start the firm. Uh, um, 100%. but, but it, it, it probably didn't feel, maybe feel like that in the very beginning when it happened. Uh, but then, what was that whole transition like in that whole time? I mean, especially with a young child uh, that you have and yeah. Yeah. So, um, you know, it's, it's shocking at first and it's, it's, you've got to kind of process it, but I, it was at a time when, um, long, long story short, my, um, sister-in-law was really sick and, mm. um, almost died. Mm. And so I, it, it, I, was furloughed and I just, um, they were living in Missouri at the time. I just packed Lincoln, my, what at that time, three and a half year old son into my car. And this was literally like right when COVID started, mm. I was like, I don't even know if hotels are going to be open. Like, you know, you're just like being super duper careful. Everybody's hunkered down, you know, you feel like you shouldn't even be out. And we just drove to Missouri, mm. like a 12 hour drive. Um, and it was the perfect thing for mm. me. Um, I 100% didn't even think about myself, design, you know, 
that I didn't have work currently, you know, what was I going to do? Like none of it. I just spent a month taking care of her and my brother and their family. Mm. And, um, it, I, it was just such a great way for me to, I, you know, process it underlying, I think, but also sort of recognize, um, in the scheme of things, you know, what's the, what's really important, um, and kind of have that focus. Um, so when I came back, I just, I've always wanted to have my own studio. It's scary. Um, Mm -hmm. (laughs) I've always been like, I'm not entrepreneurial. You know, I've always had a reason not to, but it was like, to your point, I'm getting paid. Hmm. What better time? Right. Like, so I um, have some colleagues that had left Gensler, um, the Ramble Creek yeah. um, ladies. I don't know if you yeah. know them. Um, yeah, but they had started their own business and I, you know, started talking to them and I'm like, I, I think I want to do this. And just the confidence and collaboration and energy that they brought mm. um is genuinely why I started my own Hmm. business. Like if it weren't for those two, I don't know that if I would be B studio, but they were so supportive and wonderful Hmm. and really helped, helped build the brand and, you know, um, tell the story and, um, and were just like a huge part of, um, the beginning and still are, you know, a part of, um, B studio. Yeah. So, yeah, they, their, their energy is kind of infectious, I think, uh, in the yeah. small amount of time I've spent with around them. But so, yeah, so yeah, we, great. we recapped some of the bullet points or the, uh, uh, mission statements of, of B studio. Right. But what was, you know, I find it's such a. I don't know if luxury is the right word, but uh, to have time and to be able to craft your mission of your firm, you know, it's so easy to kind of get overwhelmed by the other things and just start taking work and not really have that identity. But I like your website and the sort of voice that I can see from it, you know, because it does seem very sculpted in that way. So what, what is, what was the idea behind B studio and where is it kind of headed Yeah. So for me, I, um, you know, I think we've both worked in, you know, other firms. Um, and I think sort of the business side of things always makes design, you know, really hard, Mm. um, at Gensler, there's, you know, a, a lot of overhead that you have to pay. And so, you know, you take on projects and you take on clients and, um, you know, I think for me, the idea was I wanted it, I, I, I don't want it to be massive, right? Like I um, ultimately, you know, would love to have some full-time, um, you know, co- employees, I guess, if you will. Um, but I want to be able to choose the client and the project and and make sure we have aligning goals and values ultimately, Um, I, what we do is hard. (laughs) It's a lot of work. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, I just, for me, I just want to work with, with good people, you know, that have that value design, um, that 
you know, come to you for that. That doesn't mean they have to have, you know, a massive budget. That doesn't mean, you know, um, it has to be the most glamorous project in the world. Um, It really is just, you know, is it a great team that's going to do, you know, um, great things together with what we have and, and, and create a space that really is inspirational and, um, wonderful for whomever, you know, the inhabitants of it. Um, so, you know, I think one of the scariest things for me, um, starting my own business without a partner Mm. was that I am a collaborator. Yeah. (laughs) I was just like, wow, like this is literally who I am. Um, how, how am I going to do this? But, you know, I found so many other small firms and individuals that has created really this network of people, Mm. um, that I pull from, um, even if it's just, Hey, can we do a charrette together on this? Right. Or vice versa, Mm. you know, um, I've been able to, to pull from this, um, this great network that uh, still allows me to collaborate and, you know, they, they still push kind of my design and my thinking. And, um, so I think that was a lot of it too, was how do we create, how do we provide kind of that same level of service as a small boutique studio, um, you know, integrated branding and graphics, um, rendering capability, you know, super high-end rendering capabilities, architecture, landscaping. So, you know, all of those types of um, pieces that that really are a big part of the types of projects that I like to work on um, are smaller local firms that um, we're all supporting each other, yeah. right? And so even from a marketing perspective, um, you know, we're all we're all sort of helping each other out. So it's been pretty great. Yeah. I like that. I, you know, you, you talked about when I, I was raw design before and I was doing it by myself and I just got so lonely. And that's when I moved over yeah. to open studio and I was like, I need, I need more people. And then I need a partner. And, uh, I, I feel that, uh, who, so who's some of that net, who's in that network with you? Who are some of the other designers? Yeah. So, um, I've been working with, um, Emily Adams with Neo mm, era, yeah. um, with Julie and Casey, uh, Ramble, mm. um, with Mike Sadowski mm-hmm. with Boulder visual. Um, who else I've pulled other people in kind of, um, here and there on, on little things. Those are the ones that I've worked the most, um, with, uh, Christine Titus with Saddle Road Interiors. Mm. Um, and it, it's a good group too, cause there's, um, a lot of them are younger, mm. <laughs> which is wonderful. Cause I just, I need that younger perspective. Um, and so it's, um, it's worked out really well. Hmm, cool. So w- when did you start? I guess it's been a year and a half now or... <laughs> Yeah, so I officially started in June of 2020. Okay, yeah. So, yeah, not quite a year and a half. So what was that first um, phone phone call, that first project coming in? So I the first project was with um, DPC, 
Um, I actually did a lot with them last year. They're a developer. Um, they have buildings throughout. Um, so they purchase buildings, they kind of rehab them and they, they run them. Hmm. Um, and you know, they're known for doing just kind of a really thoughtful design, trying to do things differently. Um, I worked with them a bit when I was, um, at Gensler. Um, and that was just, you know, um, a connection that I had and Tim had with them had found out that, um, I was on my own and he kept me busy mm. with several little renovation. So, um, there are more capital, um, projects for commercial buildings. So amenity repositioning, like, you know, lobby updating, adding amenities, updating, you know, building amenities, bike locker rooms, cafes, um, training rooms, just all of that. Um, but there's a lot of that happening right now. Yeah. <laughs> um, now that everyone's competing. So that was, yeah, that was, he was my first client. And so then what, what are some of the projects you, uh, you have now the same kind of repositioning projects or a variety of projects? Yeah, I have a variety. So um, I just am kicking off um, Dominion Towers mm. downtown. They're, we're doing kind of a first level amenity repositioning, mm. lobby updating, um, which is an incredible client. It's been so fun to work with yeah, them. It's a large project. Um, yeah, yeah. So I'm super excited about that one. I'll be collaborating with Emily Adams on that mm. one. Um, I, I pulled her in to, um, help on that one because that'll, that'll be a fun one. Um, we are doing kind of a phased, um, amenity repositioning for the Excel building, 1800 mm. market. Um, just some of kind of the more techy aspects of the building were, um, removing, I don't know if you know that building well, but, um, they're really trying to capture some of that incredible lobby space, really. It's full height glass. Hmm. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, they have those great, you know, trees in it. and But but it really is just right now kind of a corridor to wherever you're going. Mm. Um, so we're kind of doing some um, minimal, mostly um, furniture rug type things to just kind of get people to linger and use the space. And you know, a lot of buildings are competing now for, um, for clients. And so it's, I've had a lot of, um, you know, a lot of buildings are updating and, you know, trying to add amenities and just trying to stand out, trying to get, you know, trying to get the tour yeah. to be on the list. So, um, so I've been doing quite a lot of that. I was doing that at Gensler too, when I, um, quite a lot of that towards the end of my time there too. So, that's something I've actually really, really enjoyed doing. Um, kind of mixes. I feel like I have a bit of a hospitality vibe too. Yeah. So it kind of um, mixes that hospitality kind of with commercial. Yeah. And with and with a working environment, but more of a kind of a gateway into it in a way. And yeah. So what do you, how do you feel about that uh, sort of specialization? You know, uh, I think a lot about sort of being, specialized versus being a generalist uh and whatever that means to somebody uh it seems like the smarter way or more lucrative way maybe is to be uh specialized uh is that sort of the the goal for you and the the thought process for me it's about 
It's about the project. Mm. I um I I feel this may be controversial. I don't know. I feel like design is design, right? Yeah. And I think that um you know there are some technical aspects and there are you know some things that are pretty specific, especially like in healthcare or, or something like that. You know, but I I feel like it's really about getting to know the people using the space and understanding what they need and, and how they work. And then, you know, it's not one size fits all. Mm -hmm. Um, and so for me, it's more about the project. Um, and, and, um, so I'm doing a couple of workplace projects as well right now. Um, there's a potential, um, I just submitted on a multifamily, um, project with an Mm -hmm. architect. Um, so, for me, I, I think it, it's more about just working with really great people and creating great spaces together. Um, people that sort of value design in that way and want that. So it's kind of about the team and and more than like the project type. Yeah, and, and I mean, speaking about the team, I you know another reason I'm really interested in you is the is the B the B women project you're also doing. You know, it seems really exciting about, again, creating that sense of community and telling stories. And and so what was the idea behind that and how has that kind of grown? So when I started my own business, um, I had so many women come up to me and say, how did you do uh. it? I have this idea. What did you you know, was it scary? Do you, you know, what did, did you have to have everything figured out? What, you know, just, I think there was so much curiosity around it and so many people that have incredible visions for, you know, products or services Mm. or whatever. Um, but I think just maybe the fear of the unknown of, um, what, you know, what they don't know. And so, so that in combination with um, what COVID did to um, the women workforce in general, um, I think made me feel like, what can I do? Like, how can I help other women? Because I felt so, it was, it just has just been such a wonderful experience for mm-hmm. me to, um, it's, it's hard, right? But, but it's, um, you know, you control your heart and you, um, can say yes or no. And, um, it's, it's been such an incredible experience for me that I want to share that Mm. with other, um, other people really. But I think, you know, um, for women, especially a lot, you know, of the research I've done and my experiences, um, as a woman, I felt like just, um, giving that confidence Mm. to women, giving, um, giving them a network, giving them something to fall back on so that they can have that kind of confidence to, to step out and do it, um, seemed to be something that they really needed. Um, and so, you know, B studio, I, I, I don't know what that looks like post COVID. Um, you know, I think I've, I've started it just as an Instagram kind B, of B studio platform. or B women or B yeah. women. I'm sorry. Did I say B studio? <laughs> <laughs> I hope you know what it Friday looks like. Yeah. <laughs> Be women. Sorry. Um, you know, like I think ultimately I would love for it to be more um, than an Instagram kind of a thing. I'd love to have networking opportunities. Um, 
I'd love to there, you know, I think there's a lot of services that could Mm. help, um, Mm. you know, women, mothers. Um, I think, you know, I can, I've got big dreams, but, (laughs) but, um, you know, I kind of, am for now, just really trying to, to, um, encourage and be a, provide a support system for women. And what I'm really hoping to do is get, you know, I think we all have our networks, um, and we have a great community of designers in Denver. Um, Mm -hmm. but I'd love to hear from, you know, doctors and Mm. lawyers and, you know, whoever, like, I'd love to get more perspective and, you know, we each kind of have our go-tos and our things that we do Mm. and, um, to really get some range in demographic, I think, would provide, would really help all of us. Um, and, you know, just opportunities to support each other, um, and to share kind of outside of the network that, you know, you generally follow and know, Hmm. um, is really my, my goal with it. Um, I haven't been super successful currently. I think it is more my friends (laughs) in the design community. Yeah, that's easier. Um, (laughs) But, you know, I'm hoping that, you know, it'll continue to be shared and, and kind of expand to, um, you know, other groups within the, the Denver area. Yeah, because the idea is really to, it's still it's still based around sort of starting companies or, or more of just the experiences of women in workplace or just more general experiences of work or... That's a really good question. That's hard. You know, like with this podcast, it's so, it's so narrow, right? It's architects. And then I, then I'm like, I grab some interior designers and some landscape architects. You know, it's it's very specific. And it's like hard once you go broader of how you're able to like keep a narrative, but, uh, or, or find that, that audience. But it's definitely sounds interesting. I mean, um, I think, I think. You know, uh, my wife Rebecca Ginsler. The one one thing Ginsler that was really interesting was the the G Parents group. Uh, I think you mm-hmm. were involved in that, but just where yeah. people were getting together and talking about sort of having children within professional environments or just working with kids and family and and the sort of um, discussion that came out of that. And it and it seems like uh, not that I guess B Women is focused on parenting but it's it's interesting to kind of open up and talk about our experiences of work maybe you know and and mm-hmm. we all have sort of this idea of what work should be or what we think like i think christy headley's probably working super hard and 60 hour weeks or whatever and you assume a certain thing and then it's like maybe it's not true right and end up getting those stories yeah. and shaking up the kind of standards that we think is out there Agreed. And the COVID catalyst, like it's mm. the perfect time, mm-hmm. right? Because so many people are reevaluating and their goals and perspectives are changing. So um, I think, I think for me, I'm kind of putting a lot out there and trying to understand, it's kind of casting a wider net and understand where interest mm. kind of lies a little bit. Mm. Um, and then maybe kind of narrow in on that. Um but yeah, it's it's kind of a passion thing right now um, that gets gets more love at sometimes. And recently, because I've been so busy, um, isn't getting a lot of love. <laughs> yeah, I I definitely understand that. Uh, uh, 
but I just, I'd love the idea of just these, uh, in my mind, creating these micro kind of communities and figuring out how to strengthen them, you know? Uh, yes. Um, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. It's like your tribe, right? Yeah. Your, um, commune or <laughs> that's a better word than commune. Yeah. <laughs> your, um, yeah. What I really love, you know, I've had this conversation with a few guests. Uh, I think I talked with uh, Katie Donahue about it, but but of these sort of like uh, network firms, essentially, right? Where it's a bunch of individuals who work with each other when they need to or not, and you don't carry a ton of overhead. And you, you know, right. I, I love the idea as a sort of uh, counter to the the huge firms that are gobbling up all the other firms. Um, and hope we I more. agree. Yeah. No, when you say, when you say that, I that that's been a hard one for me, right? Mm-hmm. Cuz it's like what what's going to be our culture, you mm-hmm. know? And I think pre-COVID I was very fearful for, you know, what what how our culture was changing and what that would mean mm-hmm. um with what these all these larger firms kind of gobbling up those Denver, more specific yeah. Denver, you know, mid-size, mid and large size, larger size to Denver firms. Um, but with COVID, I think it's really, it's kind of mm. taken an interesting twist, mm. right? I mean, so many people like you and I have gone out on their own and are doing exactly what we're talking about, right? Where it's maybe not as scary to collaborate with other people that have their own firms than to hire your own, especially right now when we're all kind of like what's going on. Right. And I I don't want to take on a a salary Mm -hmm. and I, you know, I, but if we can, you know, leverage each other, it's more doable and it's kind of, it seems like people are um, more able and willing to, to do that right now. Yeah. That's the next thing you need. What, what it would be like, B office or something or B loose office. It's like a, a, a co-working, co-working <laughs> but it's not a space. It's just like a co-working firm. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I like it. Let's do it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like there could be some money in that. Yeah. The next we work. Yeah. Um, there's probably something out there already. But... Let's just not have the, that demise. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> or at least live well until it happens. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Uh, yeah, cool. Well, let's see. What um what are you what are you most excited about? What's what's the thing that's that's uh getting you really excited thinking about the future here and the future of of your studio? So, um just kind of circling back on what we've been talking about, I think it's just the potential for design. Mm. You know, the co- everyone's kind of saying it, but this COVID catalyst has really pushed um you know people that didn't want to sort of budge on on how they work or you know their corner office or you know a top down mm. mentality i think it's really it's pushing companies to um really think about how they how they're structured and how they work and and then you know for us how that affects the space the spaces that they're inhabiting and i think you know, it's, it's exciting because those, those companies, you know, that are, that are really leaning into it and, 
you know, asking their staff what they want and need and really um, kind of listening and, and trying to support that are going to be the ones that are successful. And, you know, if you're, if you're not willing to, um, to bend and sort of grow, I think, you know, you're, it's, you're not gonna be successful. Yeah. Um, you're going to have a mass exodus. So, yeah, I w- <laughs> which, which a lot of firms are, I know that yeah. people are just in general, but, um, but it's exciting because I think it's, it's requiring us to, um, think about the people mm. and, you know, and ultimately the, the spaces that they inhabit rather than, you know, the bottom dollar, which obviously it affects that ultimately, but, um, it's been a hard time, but I think for design, it's going to be a really good, um, good thing. Yeah. It just seems, you know, for so long, we've been kind of running into the work from home or work from office thing and the, the COVID just really snapped it all. And, and I think, you know, yeah. it's just, it's opened such a Pandora's box for large companies, right. And of, of what's yeah. it going to look like and what's this whole thing. Yeah. Uh, super interesting time to be designing office spaces or own office spaces. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Well, and you know, it's just so interesting to like read articles or listen to, you know, research from Gensler or research from, you know, the anybody really and how, what what's going to happen, right? I mean, I still feel like people don't know and I still feel like, um, you know, it's all about attracting and retaining your employees, right? And how do you do that if they're at home and but how do you get them into the office, right? What, what's going to pull them in and what are the things they need and how do you, um, you know, how do you show them your culture and how do you integrate them into that? And it's just, it's really interesting. Yeah. No, that's cool. Well, I'm, I look forward to seeing how you, how you solve the, all those issues for, for the world. Uh, <laughs> Me <you>. too. <laughs> no. Yeah. I appreciate you coming on. You know, uh, you know, we've, we met through Gensler and I've always been, interested in you and I, I'm, I was super excited to see you go off on your own and watch watch what's going on and you can visit architecting.com that's architect-ing.com to see images from this week's guest and please rate and review the show wherever you listen to podcasts have a great week and keep connecting yeah I, you know this is the third time i've started a firm and uh i i just i love it i i have such a hard time working at a firm uh uh yeah i just love kind of bouncing around and doing what you want to do and well i feel like design this is what's so hard about business and design is when i'm bouncing around doing what i want to do (laughs) i can be so much more creative and so much more i don't have a time limit per se right i don't have i need to meet the spillable hours and, mm-hmm. um, you know, I may not feel it for a day. Yeah. And so, you know, you, you take the time and I, I think that's, what's so hard for me about for working at a firm, you know, now kind of looking back at it is, and, and you understand why, you know, obviously you need to be able to make money and, and pay people, yeah. but it's just, it can be so counterproductive to the creative process. It's, um, it's just, it's hard. So I agree. Um, it, it, the environment is, 
is hard. Yeah. I, I would struggle to go back to. The environment's hard, but the paycheck is nice. <laughs> yeah, right? Consistent. The consistent paycheck. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, see. Yeah, you have any other you have any advice on starting a firm? Oh God. Um I should be asking you this. You've started three times. Well, they obviously <laughs> haven't been successful. I've started th- started three times. <laughs> um, I don't know. I think for me, the advice I have, you've already done. Like, it's like, just start it, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Like, don't overthink it. You're never going to be ready. Just do it and you'll figure everything out. You know, Mm -hmm. like I think, and then just leverage every single resource you have. Like I called every single person I knew that owned a business Mm -hmm. or that like, you know, um, were account, you know, were accountants or Mm -hmm. were, um, lawyers or, you know, I coaches, you know, and all of that. Like I literally, (laughs) I just leveraged every relationship or person that I could think about and everyone was so wonderful Mm. and willing to provide advice and help. And I mean, people are so generous, you know? Um, I feel like for me, I'm always like, Oh, that's a pain. I'm asking for help. You know, they're busy, all of that, but everyone was just wonderful. And I think really enjoyed, you know, talking about what they're doing and, you know, things that they would do differently or how, you know, and so I think for me, that was a really big piece of it. It was just, um, reaching out to my network. Yeah. Becca, when I started this thing, she, she told me that I was pretty dumb because I'm just, uh, talking with all my competitors and I need to start a podcast <laughs> with like lawyers and doctors and people who can give me work. Uh, but you know, it's funny how much projects you can get from, you know, other architects at this time or how much of a network you can have and, uh, things to gleam. And, um, yeah, I agree. And I don't see us as competition. I mean, not, not me and I specifically, yeah. but like other designers, yeah. other interior designers. Like I just like I um was talking with someone at an event last night and you know, she does she started her own small business recently and has done a lot of multifamily mm. and I was like, Oh, I just bid on this multifamily project. Maybe I could bring you in to consult on it or if you have some extra time or whatever. And it's like I I feel like we're just we're allies, yeah. right? And, um, you're right. I've had so many, um, designers or, or architecture firms recommend me, um, if they haven't, you know, if they're too busy or if it's not a project they're interested in. So, um, I think you're doing the right thing. Good. Thank you. <laughs> Tell that kind I'll record that and play that back to myself. <laughs> you're doing the right thing. Yeah, you're doing right. the right thing. <laughs> you know uh, you are. <laughs> that's no, cool. Yeah, I'm excited to see what else you do with uh, with B Women. Like, I know it's it's so hard to do find time to do other things, but it seems like a really interesting platform. Yeah, you make a podcast. And any feedback? Oh God, <laughs> <laughs> just the technology behind that scares me. <laughs> yeah. It's actually pretty easy. Uh, yeah, because because you, you've been 
you were you were mostly you're mostly you're mostly highlighting people right like firms and and things on there um with with like um a picture in a in a story kind of was that yeah so i i there's a lot of like quotes that are kind of like badass women quotes you yeah. know <laughs> or like encouragement type things that to me are good to hear um, but then the idea was really to um, feature women-owned businesses or um, to kind of have people that have their own businesses give tips mm. on on it um, to, I think, um, yeah, just to kind of support, just to support each other, mm. you know? Um I have a notebook full of like ideas yeah, <laughs> and I think narrowing it down has been, you know, kind of hard, but, um, but I'm kind of just organic, making it a little more organic right now yeah. and seeing what, what works, what sticks. Yeah. That narrowing down seems hard, right? Where you're like, well, if yeah. I narrow it, then it's going to miss out on all these other things. Yes. But then it's like, you can't do all those other things. <laughs> You're not going to do it do well. Do one thing. Yeah, do one thing well. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, but no, I think um, what we do is hard, right? And then I love that you're um, bringing this sense of community and personal side of, of people. Yeah, it's it's been um, fun to hear these everybody's stories, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I've listened to um, several, yeah. and it's yeah, it's fun. I mean, people that you know mm -hmm. on the surface, or that you know, you're, you, or maybe that you know even better. Just learning a little more about them is is fun. Yeah, who are some other? I've been having a hard time like kind of getting a list of names for from like the interior designer side. Uh, mm -hmm. Who who else would you want to hear from? Um, do you? What about Lauren Pogue? Mm hmm. I feel like her perspective is really interesting being kind of more strategy. Hmm. Um, I mean, she's doing a, a little bit different things now um, with their business, but I, Oh yeah. Her perspective I think could be really interesting. Yeah, that could be. Um, she kind of grew up with it too. Yeah. Her I mom's know. like really high up in Ginzer, right? Yeah. Yeah. So she's just got, I love her. She's got hmm. a great perspective. That's a good one. Um, I hadn't thought about her for a little bit. What about, do you know Tracy Tafoya? Mm -mm. Liz Oz? Hmm. She's amazing. Like, she's got stories, and she's um, been a principal at all. I mean, she was, like, 40 under 40 hmm. when I was there, and um, and she's just a cool person. Like, you, I think you would really like her. She's, like, a storyteller. Mm, and, that's cool. Yeah, she's Tracy cool. Tafoya. Um, and I would be happy to introduce you if you want. Um, but I'm sure you could, you know, you could reach out on your own. She's great. Um, who else would be good? Have you, like, Sarah McGeary hmm. with RNL? Do you know her? Mm -mm. She's amazing. She's, um, uh, leads their studio kind of on the creative, well, not RML, Stan Tech now, mm. but, um, leads their studio kind of on, on the creative side, um, is brilliant, like mm. interviews incredibly like 
does great design is so in, like integrated into the community. Um, was super, we worked a lot together doing IIDA event stuff um, when we were younger. Uh, she's, she would be a really good person to talk to. Hmm. Cool. Um, I was trying to think of different firms. What about people that are like, are you, are you more trying to focus on smaller like startup? No, not necessarily. Or? I mean, like I, I'm more interested in, in small yeah, firms than I, corporate yeah. firms, but uh, I, yeah. I don't want to totally focus, but. I know. I was trying to think of some that. Um, who, who are like some small interior design firms, you know, like two or three people or like, it's funny. I was it's kind of, yeah, go ahead. Well, it's kind of tricky because I feel like a lot of them are more residential. Mm. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know a lot of people mm. that are like my size or two or three more, you know, mm-hmm. um, mm. not that residential isn't something that you would be interested in. Um, let me think about that. Yeah. Yeah. It's I'll just interesting. I mean, I, I, um, do you know Abby Reese? Do you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I yeah. was, I asked her She's the same awesome. question and she was having a really hard time coming up with like, interior designers or interior architects and and maybe it's just because i i i do this thing and i'm like i could list i could rattle off 50 architects here in denver i'd want to talk to but um yeah um it yeah i don't know interesting yeah no i'm trying to think of smaller ones that um i'll think about that Hmm. i'll get back to you if i i can think of anyone yeah cool well i'm i'm like booking into like j- January and February right now. So I've got a good That's backlog great. of people. So yeah, I think this, this, um, this episode I think is gonna, um, when is, when do I have you down? I think, I think it's going to be sometime in, uh, December. So, um, yeah. And if you want to, I, I usually include, um, about like nine, uh, images of work. Um, so if you want to send me some of your kind of favorite projects or projects that kind of sum up your work style a little bit or something like that, I can include those. Let me see. I'm pulling up the, when you're coming. So, uh, yeah, just actually December 1st, this, that's when this will air. So. Awesome. Uh, Who else do you have? I've got, or do you have other interiors people? You know, you're the, only the second interiors person I've had on, and the other who's the other one? What? Who was the other one? The other one was um, her name is um, Heidi. Um, let me look. It was it was one of the earlier ones. Um, and oh, Heidi Mendoza. Um, she kind of just mm-hmm. like reached out to me early on in the podcast and was a, a fan and, and she was interesting where she came into design later on in life. And she was from Finland and moved here. And she was mm. like, she was like, was a radio producer and talent and oh, like, wow. and did all these other things. And then, um, has her own firm here, um, and doing wow. stuff, but, uh, I'll have to listen to that one. Yeah. But yeah. So otherwise you're the second one. Um, and I've got, let's see, I've got, I've got Roland Broughton uh, coming mm-hmm. on and Harry Teague and Mark Swackhammer and Peter Blank. Um, 
those are kind of the more the closer ones but yeah but awesome cool cool well have a good awesome. weekend yeah you too good seeing Tell you Becca, Thank you. Cool, thanks. This is Sarah Hubbard, host of You and Me Kid, a podcast about starting and raising a family on your own. We just launched season two, and I'm speaking with single moms, those still considering, and experts in relevant fields to give you a real sense of what the day-to-day experience of solo parenting looks and feels like. Plus, this season, I've partnered with California Cryobank, the number one sperm bank in the U.S. So wherever you are in the process, this podcast provides some support, humor, and helpful information. Listen to You and Me Kid wherever you get your podcasts.